At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa Pro, the Visa app, I should say. Uh, oh my goodness. I forgot it all. Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here. Kelly, no pro tip for the first hour. That means we have to do a uh, pro tip and retrospect. You ready for this? A pro tip and retrospect. Uh, I think the best point was made by uh, young Dr. Bob. He would appreciate me calling him young. Dr. Bob uh, making a point about the Denver Broncos. While we're, you know, justifiably talking about all of Nathaniel Hackett's uh, just ill-prepared Broncos offensive plays and really pre-snap things where they've had 10 penalties pre-snap in addition to 15 others, 25 penalties through two games, the truth is that they have some of the most trips inside the red zone in the NFL through two weeks and just haven't been able to come away with touchdowns. That is something that we uh, we usually call unsustainable. So don't sleep completely on the Broncos. They might just have been on the uh, bad side of negative variance uh, in some of these uh, regards, and especially in the red zone case. That's your VEASAN pro tip for hour number one. We do one every hour at VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. I do think that was worth noting from Dr. Bob because we're just killing Hackett, right, all, all week long. And uh, it's, not all, it's not all bad. They could, they could be better. In other words, our eyes don't process that. You know, we, our brains don't necessarily absorb that part of it. 
They they are one of the most interesting teams in the NFL right now to me because it's the it's the does this get better or worse right or like I mean yeah I mean the, the, we haven't brought this up I've brought it up in previous years when like Mike when Russell Wilson was mic'd up and I would always come back the next morning I'd be like is he as corny to you as as other as I think he is it was always cringeworthy for me when he was mic'd up there was always something like inauthentic about it and then of course now this is like a big story and the and on the sideline they had him mic'd up. And he's going around going, runner pass, runner pass, everybody scream runner pass, how about the defense? And finally, like in a uh, in a brainwash moment, like they're all going like pass or whatever they said, right? They're like they're doing it just to like sort of acquiesce and appease this dude. And so that was I forgot, we never really talked about this. You texted me that last weekend. I still yeah. don't get it because I could take that as that, or I'm like, is he doing that? Because no, none of the coaches are yelling at these guys to get on it. Oh, you spun it positively. I see. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's well, one or the other to me. Okay. The first thing is the notion that the defense is going to be able to pick that up, right, from the sidelines to begin with is probably a very low rate of sure. truth, right? Like, oh, 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 I thought it was going to be a run, but since you've just shouted past, now I'm aware that I should play this differently. I, I Come on. No, I, I got you. It just, I, when I first saw it, I took it more as like the NBA vet on the sideline yelling at his players on the, you know, the, you know, the young kids on the court. Like, you got to talk to each other. Like, talk to each other on defense. Well, yeah, that's, well, in an NBA game or in any basketball game, whatever level you're playing at, that is actually very helpful, right? If there's a pick coming, tell me there's a pick coming because right. I can't see it coming. But to do so from the sidelines, okay. Yes, and so on some incremental level, maybe it helps. If it, if it helps on one play during the season, then it helps. But the notion that you're like trying to exert your leadership on your new teammates in that way, I guess the question of it was, do you, do you, when you think about the Broncos, obviously you have your handicaps, you're looking at stats, you're looking at all the circumstances we're talking about, how ill-prepared they are, the flags, yet they're good to get into the red zone, they just haven't been successful. Do you look at the Russell Wilson thing and think to yourself, yeah, I just don't know, man. I just don't know if he's going to be that beloved by his teammates. Like, just a, just a thought. I'm going to be that guy who goes down with the ship. I'm like, it's Russell Wilson. I've always I thought he's underrated and fantastic, and I'm too. not willing to give up on the guy yet. Me too. I have loved Russell Wilson. I think he is underrated. Like, the, the jams that he got the Seahawks out of single-handedly, yes. time after time after time. When his coach just wanted to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But what if Russell Wilson's not good anymore and he's still that guy? I yeah. guess is what I'm getting at. It's one thing if you're Superman and you act like that. But if you're not Superman anymore. No, no, I hear you on that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Adam Burke, ladies and gentlemen, joins us for a uh, decent deep dive into college football plays and pro football plays. Adam Burke, who, by the way, writes the greatest Major League Baseball season previews that I've ever seen in my life. Let me just give him that kind of street cred as well. He joins us. How you doing, Adam? You good? I'm good. Guardians win. Browns win. I don't know what to do with my hands on this Friday morning. <laughs> That's a couple times we've had that, that reference on this show. By the way, are you a, if the Guardians end up playing the Yankees in the uh, DS, are we all betting the Guardians? Are you in on this? Uh, wow. I mean, look, I, there are a lot of things that are pretty unsustainable about this offense because they just don't make a lot of high contact quality, but they go first to third a lot. They put a ton of balls in play. The question is, you know, will that low strikeout rate carry over to the playoffs with them when all of a sudden they're facing elite pitching instead of central division pitching? So 
I I think they can win the wild card round, but I I don't see them advancing past that. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to big you up there, Adam, but uh, apparently you're not as. Bold. I know. I'm also a jaded Clevelander. Don't forget that. <laughs> I do that. That really trumps all. But good on the uh, good on your little moment here with the Guardians and the Browns both winning. Uh, okay, let's go to your college football plays. Let's start with Texas for a second. Uh, Texas, who of course uh, they were one and zero, then they played Alabama, should have won that game. Uh, I think we can say. But, of course, they had the unfortunate injury to Quinn Ewers, and so Hudson Card took over. He had a hitch in his giddy-up that game. They lose to Bama by one. Uh, this was They were part of the sort of stream of games this past weekend in college football where we were sort of texted each other from, uh, you know, from one game to another. Oh, South Florida, maybe there's an upset here. Oh, maybe Missouri State, there's an upset here. UTSA for a moment there against Texas, but then Texas uh, ends up running out and winning that pretty handily. Where do you stand on them versus Texas Tech this weekend? Yeah, most of the market up to seven now, which is a little bit tougher of a number to take. But there is a six and a half back in town here at Circa this morning. And six and a half is what I got earlier on in the week with the Longhorns, where I thought last week was a really, really impressive win for them. UTSA is a solid football team, and they just ran the ball right down their throats. They had 298 yards on 36 carries. That was coming off of you know, that Alabama game where you thought maybe there could be a little bit of a hangover because they lost their starting quarterback. They very well could have won that game. And as you said, maybe should have won that game, but they didn't let it bother them. They went out there and blew out UTSA. And as I said, I think the Roadrunners are a pretty solid bunch. So I think they can just out physical Texas Tech in this game. I think they can do the same thing to Texas Tech that they did to UTSA last week and just run, run, run the ball and force the Red Raiders to stop them. I don't think it's going to happen. Donovan Smith, seven touchdown passes so far for Texas Tech, but also five interceptions, and he's been sacked ten times. So there's some concerns at the quarterback position for Texas Tech. If they give Texas extra possessions, I don't think they have a chance in this game. So I laid the six and a half with Texas, and hopefully it comes back around there for people across the country. All right, and then Marshall comes off the uh, the Notre Dame upset, and they go ahead and lose to Bowling Green, but you're back on the Marshall train this week. Yeah, obviously it's not a great look when you lose to Bowling Green, but at the same time, Marshall outgained Bowling Green by 170 yards last week. They were just minus three in turnovers, settled for a field goal in the first overtime, and Bowling Green scored a touchdown. Those things happen, but for Troy, first of all, it's tough for them to get off the mat, right? I mean, the walk-off Hail Mary, that came after they had a goal line stand to preserve their lead. So it was a very emotional final you know, three or four minutes in that game for Troy. But I just think Marshall's the better team here, too. They've been pretty efficient on offense through their first few games. This is their first game, their first conference game, as a member of the Sun Belt. So I'm sure they'll be fired up for that one. They have a top 20 defense by yards per play. They've managed 6.3 yards per play on offense themselves. I just think they're too good of a team here for Troy. Add in the spot, and I think laying the three on the road here is is a pretty good look with the Thundering Herd. All right, I'm with you on the Ravens. I added this bet as well this week. It it went down to two and a half on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I was going to play them at three, but two and a half, obviously better than three. You're with me. Yeah, for sure. I Look, I mean, they played seven pretty good quarters up until they just completely fell apart in the fourth quarter against Miami. And the reality of it is New England doesn't have that kind of dynamic players at, at the skill positions. You know, they don't have a Jalen Waddle. They don't have a Tyreek Hill. Mac Jones is fine, but you know he doesn't have a lot of weapons around him that I think can really hurt this Baltimore defense. And the Patriots have only scored on 21.1% of their offensive possessions, which if you were watching them in the preseason and listening to all the talk of who was handling the play calling duties and all of that, you can see why they've had a lot of issues. And you know, we saw the Steelers not look very good again last night. 
The Patriots had all sorts of issues with Pittsburgh in week two. I just think Baltimore here, they're the better team. They've scored on almost 40% of their possessions. They just had one bad quarter. And if they don't have that bad quarter, what is this line, Gil? Three and a half or four? Yeah. I'll gladly take it at two and a half. I am so with you on that. You are also part of the ever-growing Falcons chorus. What do you, what do you think about this game? Yeah, a lot of people seem to like the Falcons this week, although we are back to Seattle minus one after sitting Pickham for a little while yesterday. The Seahawks are just bad. I mean, I know they got that win over Denver in week one, and you guys were right with all your points about the Broncos before I came on here. Denver is 0 for 6 in the red zone. Denver had two turnovers inside the five in that game against Seattle. The Seahawks got really, really fortunate to win that game. And they're minus 1.1 in yards per play differential so far, which equates to being a really bad team. Whereas I kind of like some of the things I've seen from Atlanta, particularly on offense. They probably should have beaten the Saints in week one. They didn't play well against the Rams for the first half last week, but they showed some things in the second half. They showed some fight when they certainly didn't have to. And also playing on the West Coast again, they stayed in Seattle. And I liked that early on in the year for a team with a new quarterback, with a lot of young players, kind of that camaraderie building type of exercise thing. The run game looks good with Cordell Patterson and Marcus Mariota. I just think the Falcons are frankly the better team here. And and that's exactly what this line implies. If you assume that Seattle's got one of the better home field advantages in the NFL and this line was down to pick or it's Seattle minus one. I agree with that sentiment that the Falcons are a better team on a neutral. So I think they're worth taking here this week. All right. And finally, we just got to make this quick because we got 10 seconds. You do like the Rams laying the points against the Cardinals. Yeah, again, if the Cardinals don't come back and the Rams don't blow the lead, what's this line? Five, five and a half? So I think the Rams are a little bit cheap here at three and a half this week. Adam, great talking to you. Congratulations on the the nice Cleveland stretch, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks, Gil. Adam Burke, everybody, at Skating Tripods on the old Twitter machine. Chris Felica, the Bear. Very happy with his Brown Survivor pick. Next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to v Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by v show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, that includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get v Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Kelly, uh, I am coming in Sunday morning and doing a uh, segment with Brent. I'm Uh-oh. very excited. Big time. Got the call from uh, Stephen Bond, Brent's producer. He's like, hey, you want to come in and talk football with Brent? I'm like, do I want to come and talk football with Brent? Are you kidding me? I'm in. That's good stuff, man. Very excited. It's awesome in. Brent's back here doing a show. Sunday morning before NFL kickoffs. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And then I casually say to Stephen, I'm like, hey, is that at Circa or is that at uh, South Point? I just need to know where I'm going. <laughs> he was like, it's Circa. It you was so classic yeah. if you showed up here. <laughs> I just, I'm like, hey, where's Brent? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here with Vinny and Jimmy and everybody. Jeez, You're like, uh, where are you at, Brent? Boy, Brent is late this morning. Uh, this is, uh, we get tweets at Beanie the Book. We always appreciate the uh, feedback. A lot of tweets this morning. This is from, where did we leave off? My goodness, where did we leave off? There's so many of them. Uh, this is from, okay, this is from Eric Berg. Eric Berg, uh, again, started commenting on all things we've talked about this morning. He said, I clicked start from the beginning, and Amazon Prime took me uh, live to Jacoby Brissett winning player of the game. <laughs> so he had, a, he had a little problem with that. Brian Schaefer, 20, uh, Schaefer 31, he said, uh, the bear explained the rewinding on Amazon. You have to pay extra for rewinding on the DVR. So that's why I can't rewind. I, I, don't, I don't even know what I pay pay for and don't pay for with I, streaming services You know anymore. what? It's such a great point. It, like, it's a really bad problem, but I have no idea. I am paying for everything, and I have no idea what it, I'm paying. Yep, me too. Yeah. If you told me, Gil, you know you're paying this for that, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> 
If you, if you say so. But there are some streaming servers I have where, like, commercials start. And I'm like, why are there commercials on this? I thought I paid to not have commercials. <laughs> Stephen B. at Captain Steve 13, he said, uh, quote, Gil, as long as Jerry Jones is still the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, expect nothing, unquote. Truer words could not have been said. Keep on telling them. Maybe it'll finally get through. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, I truly believe that for sure. Um, oh, Kev McD talking tennis. He said, hey, Gil. I got our girl uh, Zhang Kinwen, Kinwen Zhang at 11 to 1 earlier this week after Drew gave the pick out any hedge opportunity or let it ride. I have Zhang and Samsonova, not as good at the number you have, by the way, because I, I have believed that they will meet in the finals. We're talking about uh, Tokyo, uh, the Tokyo tournament on the, on the ladies' side. Right now, they're both in the semi. So for me, I've sort of set it up this way. Samsonova would be, would be the one. Like, if you wanted to make a bet on her now, if you, if you really want to hedge, that's the lady I would hedge on, Ludmila Samsonova. And I, and I do think they are uh, headed for a collision course here, both in the semis, in Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the bear. He uh, is the uh, glue that holds college game day together. He, of course, is half of the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. He's not Stanford Steve. That's the hint. And he's part of the Daily Wager crew Monday through uh, Friday on ESPN2. It's Christopher Felica, everybody, who, by the way, it should also be noted, is leading the college football contest at William Hill. Mazel tov, Chris. Nice start. Well, I'm, I'm sure nothing will possibly happen in the next eight weeks no. that, will, that will change my position. I mean, what, what could possibly grow, go wrong from here, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's, it's been a nice start. and uh, you... We've gotten some... Uh, the, the only game that I think I really got lucky on in terms of uh, winning that I probably shouldn't have was Syracuse last week. I had, I had Syracuse, and uh, they probably should not have won and covered, but they did. And uh, I, I, I certainly will, will take Eddie and all of those. What's your record, by the way? I'm 13-3. 13-3. 13-3. Nice. I'm actually 10-4 and and ten and four in the Nugget contest, too, which I think is tied for second. So it's been, it's been a good start. Like, and like I said, I have, to, I have to boast about it now because pretty soon I probably won't be there. Yeah, I told everybody you texted uh, yesterday after the Browns won, you're like, enjoy your Sunday. And I added, loser. That's what it <laughs> felt like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how, how great, I mean, it's, it's scary because like Survivor, like you, you hit on it too. Like it, it encompasses your life. Oh. And now that, you've, now that you know you're through, to the next week, it's like, okay, just, just sit back on Sunday and see what underdogs can come through and help me out. It really is true. You can watch the carnage ensue. All right, before we get to your college football picks, we wanted to ask you about Oregon State. Kelly, what's the deal at Caesars with Oregon State? Yeah, just send this to you. I, I'm sure you've caught this, Chris. I saw this tweet yesterday from Max Myers. Or Oregon State spread has more bets than 29 of 32 NFL Week 3 sides this week. USC Oregon State spread has over two times uh, two times as many bets as any other college football Week 4 spread. You like that, Chris? You agree with that? It's crazy. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, it's a game that we've been talking about as a trouble spot for the USC going on the road to a hostile environment for the first time this year. Yes, I know they went on the road, but they went to Stanford. That's not a hostile uh, environment. And Oregon State's a team that, I mean, uh, Jonathan Smith, 2019, no team has pulled more upsets than Oregon State. So I get it. It all adds up. I, I don't know. I think I mean, you can get USC at like five and a half now in, in a couple of places. And, in, and, I, and I actually might be interested at SC. Uh, at five and a half, Oregon State's going to be down. Uh, they're, they're, they're tight end. He's one of the better players in the country. 
can they run the ball well enough? Can they uh, utilize the play action without a couple of their weapons there to really keep SC off? You know, the key is going to be just the start of the game because SC has come out and uh, scored touchdowns on 12 of their 18 first half drives. So uh, they've been they've been lethal in the first half. Before the move at seven, I guess I would have been interested in Oregon State, but now. Uh, I, I wouldn't be betting. I wouldn't be betting Oregon State if I'm going to have Don't chase the move. All right. Uh, your favorite plays of this weekend in college football, sir? Oh, there's, there's been a lot of movement. So um, things things have changed. Uh, like I liked Iowa at seven and a half against Rutgers. I think that's up to eight or nine in some places, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. I wouldn't have thought that the Hawkeyes would have gotten that much play uh, to, to move it up. Uh, I like Texas Tech getting the uh, the seven at home uh, against Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of contrarian, but I mean, Texas Tech at home is a much different team than Texas Tech on the road. Uh, their defense has actually played much better uh, this year than I think a lot of people would would have expected. Texas, don't don't listen to Uwers is not playing. Card will be the quarterback on the road. Uh, Texas Tech coming home off of the loss at NC State. I, I think this is a very dangerous game for Texas coming off of the big emotional comeback win last week over UTSA. So I like Texas Tech. And the game that I, I'm going to hate myself, I probably hate myself for liking, probably jumping in at this point, is Texas A&M down to one and a half. Like Arkansas screams the right <laughs> side. Arkansas screams public dog. Like I saw that A&M offense last week, and they are atrocious. Uh, but at the same time, Arkansas almost looks like too obvious of an underdog in this spot being that Pittman's been so successful there, and KG Jefferson gives teams a bunch of problems. So uh, I think I'm going to wind up on A&M tomorrow. Uh, here's, here's the all-time stinker for the week. Uh, New Mexico State lay in the four-and-a-half against Hawaii. <laughs> but look, these are two of, the two, two of the worst teams in the country. But, but I think Hawaii, at least there's a big coaching edge, I think, from Jerry Kill over, over Timmy Chang uh, in, in that game. New Mexico State got blown out by a couple of Big Ten teams. And, and now you look at Hawaii, back and forth, back and forth from the mainland to the, uh, to the island. Uh, I, I, would, I would think Jerry Kill should be able to figure out at least some type of game plan to, uh, to, to beat Hawaii by more than four and a half points. And and the look ahead game for tomorrow that I'd be that I'd be considering backing is Northern Illinois. Uh, I know they have a quarterback situation with maybe an injury uh, to Rocky Lombardi that might affect him. But Kentucky goes to Ole Miss next week, and uh, you're expecting Kentucky to just walk out there and beat a team by four touchdowns. That might seem like a little too much, especially in a situation where they might be looking ahead to the road game. Uh, against the Rebels next week, so uh, the, 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 the line the line moves definitely affected uh, some of the games that I may have liked earlier in the week to what I like now. Uh, so I, I don't like, I don't know if I'm going to play Iowa at the current number now, even though I do think the Hawkeyes are on the right side. All right, all of these picks, in case you missed any of that, will be at vsin.com/slash newsletter. Not just Chris Felica's picks, but every pick on this show and every show on this network. vsin.com/slash newsletter. Chris, we got to go, but uh, final question: How many more weeks do we have? Where, if you're still in the lead or you're vying for the lead, where we have we want to do your college football picks, and you're like, I can't because the other the other competitors are listening. I haven't even thought about it, so I. I, 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 I 
I mean, if we get to a point maybe with like a with a couple weeks to go, that might, might be a situation. But I'm not even going to worry about it until it actually comes to an opportunity where it might actually matter. A good answer. Chris, enjoy your weekend. <laughs> I will. You guys do the same. Chris Valika, everybody. Sitting on his Brown Survivor play. Now just going to watch all the carnage happen on Sunday. Good position to be in. Good you, know who, you know who else who had Browns in Survivor last night? Who's that? That's Matt Brown from the Final Countdown. He's on the other side on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Nothing Von Tobel. Uh, we got a pro football betting podcast as well. Danny Burke hosts that. Daily Morning Bets with Josh Applebaum. And then, of course, the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi beating the book. Hey, I know that one. Uh, that's with me, Todd Wishnev, Jeff Parlay. When we do the Megapods on Thursday, we do Guessing Lines on Monday. All of that. And every show has a podcast as well. So here's the thing with this show. So we do guessing lines on Monday on the Beating the Book feed, but then Tuesday through Friday, we have a numbers game podcast. All of these available at vsin.com, and they're all free. That's the good stuff about that. Deep dive on all. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here. Kelly, you good? Everything will go with you? No, right. yeah, we're having just uh, some technical issues back here. Okay. You know, just another day. All right. Well, here's the thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh so we're having... So here's the thing. Let's do our... You want to do our bets here? Yeah, let's do that here. What? Let's go with your bets that you've made so far this weekend. Week number three, National Football League. Yeah, we'll start with uh, what I've got so far in the NFL. Uh, let's see. We will have the Packers and Bucks under 47 and a half. That was an opening play uh, that I bet pretty heavily. Jags plus seven, also on the opener. Just take a speculative bet there that Herbert's uh, not going to be fully healthy. Small bet. We'll see what, uh, what happens there with Herbert and his health. Uh, the Ravens laid three early earlier the week. Smaller bet. I think I will be adding to that on the two and a half, waiting to see injury reports. Uh, Duvernay, Marlon Humphrey, both banged up this week, missing time on practice. Um, so waiting to see on that Gil, but probably adding to the two and a half, probably right at the, the book right behind you, right after the show <laughs> here in about uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I've got that. And then uh, Falcons money line I took early in the week. And then Eagles and Falcons six-point teaser for me. So uh, Eagles down to laying half a point and Falcons up to eight. Teasers have not been fun this year so far, have they? Not uh, fun. Sh- shockingly, they have not. Yeah. yeah. Been a little interesting. So I am, again, I'm employing the going with the guessing lines instinct strategy until it fails me. Um it may very well fail me any week, but so far, so good. So what that means is it sort of informed all my bets, and I have in the account already bets on the San Francisco 49ers. I got them at Pick'em um, against the Denver Broncos. Couldn't believe that the Niners weren't favorites when we did guessing lines. The Broncos were favorites, uh, actually, on Monday morning. So I took the Niners as a Pick'em uh, when I played that the Cowboys, same story. We ran into a wall at the end of guessing lines. Cowboys taking on the Giants Monday night. Couldn't believe that that was uh, what it was. So I took the Cowboys at plus 125. I think the Giants fall this week on Monday night. Now, I did make two other bets, one of which I, I kind of regret. The Buccaneers minus two and a half. Obviously, Mike Evans suspended. And uh, just just too many things swirling around that team. That game is a virtual pick at this point between the Buccaneers and the Packers. Packers have some issues as well. But I did play the Buccaneers, just a full disclosure of what's in the account. And I played the Ravens. Um, I played the Ravens at, uh, that should say minus two and a half, by the way, not money line, minus 125. I played the Ravens minus two and a half points uh, in their contest um, here this week. So I my thing is, 
I think is with Ravens, by the way, playing at the Patriots. This also now in force. So those are the bets that I have going. Those are in those are bets in the account. This also now informs the dilemma of Survivor. And I do mean dilemma. Now, Kelly, you have one entry, correct? Yeah, one entry. Still and, alive. And I got three. One to one. What, what's that? I'm still alive, but I also haven't been dead in any because I only played one entry. You only played one entry. Yeah. Okay. So you're one so you still got your entry going. <laughs> Which it sounds really funny being proud of that, you know, in week three. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen. Again, the, the the year I got to week 14, where I got Jared Goff to 17 boy favorites against the Jets, I had two entries. The first one lost in week one, and that other one lasted all the way to week 14. I have famously on this show sort of said, when you have multiple entries, you don't play the extra entries optimally. And so I believe that having extra entries over time is somewhat overrated. Mm. However, I would say that this year, not so overrated. Not so overrated. Not all years in Survivor are created equally. Sometimes you have the ability to pick on the Jets and the Jaguars week after week after week. That was the case two years ago. Last week, uh, last year rather, eh, kind of a hybrid of that. This year, complete mayhem. So with one entry, I'm not sure I would know who to play anyway. Like, what's the best pick in week one? What are you thinking about playing? My dilemma is, is is more complex than that. Or maybe it's not. My, my dilemma is, do I play three different plays? Do I play it two and one, which is what I did last week? Or do I go all out with one team on all three? That last option would seem a little too daredevil-y to me. I think for this week, yes. Because I have no confidence in any you're of right. these teams. Right. I mean, your confidence level is lower this week than any of the weeks before, right? And probably most weeks, you know, the most most weeks to come, at least over the next few. So I would think for you, you got to spread them around a little bit. At least a little bit. At least a little bit. Maybe to two teams, right? At least two or two, two teams. Well, you we were talking off the air, off air with uh, Goulet, also about like, you know, Matt took Cleveland, Tim Murray and uh, Sean King took Cleveland last night. Good on them. I never considered them for a second because I liked Pittsburgh's chances in that game. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, there's no regret for me on that. So yeah. then it comes down to who are the candidates? And the candidates, once again, and, and I'll say this, uh, I'll repeat what I said earlier this week. This is the first week of two years and two weeks of Survivor, the circa era, if you will, of Survivor, where I have openly recommended playing teams that are close to a pick or like one or two point favorites, as, as a candidate anyway, because I just don't think you have that many options. You have the Bengals as an option, on the road against the Jets, talking about the bigger favorites now. Yep. Do you trust them fully? I mean, I don't know if anybody could trust the trust fully the Bengals from what you've seen so far. However, I, I yes, I think this is the week finally that they bounce back and get get a W. So will the Bengals end up as one of my plays? Maybe for me, probably not. But they are in consideration. These are all for consideration. Vikings. Close to a touchdown favorite, right? Six, seven-point favorites at home against the Lions. Do you trust the Vikings? Do you ever trust the Vikings? So this was the one I kind of went back and forth the other day between Bengals-Vikings, right, and kind of eliminated Vikings because I'd rather I'd rather play the Bengals over the Vikings, even though Vikings are at home. It's a division opponent, short week for them. I'd, st- I'd rather play the Bengals against a worse team. The, the other thing about this with Survivor is it's the first time two years and two weeks into the circuit year of Survivor, where I have had thoughts in my head of not caring 
about saving, right? Like, so the Vikings, there's a Thanksgiving or Christmas consideration with them. I believe it's Thanksgiving, right, against the Patriots. Normally, I would say, well, I may want to save them for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I trust them that day any more than I trust them now. But obviously, there's fewer options that day. Do I care as much about that? And because I have multiple entries, do I care about it? Because if I use multiple entries and multiple picks, it won't apply to one or two other entries that I'm using the Vikings. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, I don't know. I, I'm a little more haphazard with this, just because I don't know where to go. The other thing is, my bets should inform this, right? Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it make sense that if I like Baltimore laying the points? Yeah. Shouldn't I consider Baltimore? And that's what I keep going back to, right? It's the, okay, yeah, I've got the Eagles in the teaser, but I've been talking about liking the Ravens all week. I think that I need to lean on that. You like you like the Eagles as a candidate. I don't. I would not touch the Eagles here. The other one, just news coming down on a couple of these teams that, that have been banged up, and another one that people might be considering out there, the Bills, uh, McDermott ruling out Micah Hyde and Jordan Phillips, mm. uh, defensive tackle Jordan Phillips, out for Sunday's That's game big. against Miami. Uh, and then one note I caught on McCaffrey, uh, dealing with ankle stiffness earlier in the week uh, off the injury report will play. He'll never be the same, that guy. Just doesn't feel it. Just feels like he'll be injury riddled from here on out. And of course, the biggest thing that you have to wait for on the injury report. Speaking of injury reports, is what's the Justin Herbert story? Because the Chargers are the biggest biggest favorite on the board, right? Tied for the biggest favorite on the board, or they might be outright. I think the biggest favorite. They, they are. But if you don't know that Justin Herbert is going to play, and as Kelly pointed out earlier, even if he does play, we saw the pain he was in the other night. Maybe the pain is lessened, but maybe it hasn't. Maybe the good stuff's going to wear off at some point in the game, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean, against the Jaguars. I mean, look, I, could I can't be, play him. I could be completely wrong, right? Like, right. Herbert could suit up, look absolutely fine, gets the good stuff before the game, and blows out the Jaguars. All I'm saying for betting purposes and survivor purposes, yes. in my opinion, Correct. pregame, you can't do anything with this Chargers side. And if we don't learn anything about Justin Herbert by the 4 p.m. Pacific deadline tomorrow, how can you possibly play them in Survivor? Can't. Okay. And then there's, again, if I think the Niners are going to beat the Broncos and I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants, even though those lines are what they are, meaning a tick in either direction, shouldn't I consider those two teams? So for me, this is the most free-for-all week. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but I do believe it's the most free-for-all week that I could ever remember in the two years and two weeks. So for the Chris Felicas and the Matt Browns of the world who have gotten through with the Browns, good on them. Good on them for being able to sit back and not have to make this decision anymore for week number three in the National Football League. Matt Brown, co-host of the Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni here uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. He's just around the bend. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Midland Bidlin is here as well, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. And ladies and gentlemen, Matt Brown making his weekly uh, appearance here on the show. He's the co-host of Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni. Weekdays here at VEASAN, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. And you know if Matt's on the show, you know what that means, Kelly. Leg day. 
It's the only reason he's here. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no chance. Matt, how Teaser you doing? Teaser leg day. Teaser. Matt, you, first of all, Matt Brown, everybody, at, at, at uh, M. Brown, what is it, M. Brown 2 on Twitter? What is it? Sure. Yeah, no, Matt Brown M2, but Matt it's Brown fine. Matt Brown M2. Really, doesn't really, it's it doesn't hard. really matter. Yeah, yeah, but you were close. Matt, I was close. You actually got close. Yeah, maybe if it was you up know. on the screen, I would get it. Mm-hmm. Matt Brown M2. Matt, you are feeling very smug because you took the Browns last night Survivor, aren't you? No, I just, like I, t- I, 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 we were texting with each other. And like I said, I'm just going extremely high variance strategy moving forward with this. Like the way that, the way that this has kind of panned out is, Hey, look, if I have a whole bunch of good teams left, if I can actually make it to week eight, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's still an if, but if I, if I can make it to week eight and still have a whole bunch of good teams that nobody else has, then you know, I'm in, I'm putting myself in a pretty decent position, so I'm yeah. just going going extremely high variance here for at least the next you know two or three weeks, and if I make it that through that way, then uh, you know I'll put myself in a good spot to to maybe uh, make a run at it. Yeah, one of my remaining three is is what I call the poo poo platter entry. I'm doing the same thing with one of them, but you did it with both of them yesterday. Is what is what I'm hearing. You have two left. Yeah, so I, I started with two. So yeah, yeah I, I started with two, and so I've got I still the, have two. The Saints, the Niners, and the Browns out of the way now. So those are the those are the three teams I've gotten out of the mine way. Mine is on mine is Washington and Denver so far. So same yeah. same sort of deal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh so the Bengals failed you on the teasers last week, didn't oh, they? Dude, the uh first two weeks of the anchor teaser leg has Oof. been brutal for me. The missed forty two yard forty two yard Rodrigo Blankenship field goal that got him cut. By the Colts, killed all those. And then, of course, we know what ended up happening last week. We got Zach Taylored, unfortunately, uh, with Cincinnati. So we shall see. The the one that I have multiple legs this week is the Eagles, which I have taken down to, which I thought was going to be a good bet to take them down to one. Market moved against me, so it's sitting six, six and a half as we sit right now. So you could do better if you wanted to put the Eagles in a couple of teasers. But um, that's the... That's the only one where I have multiple legs this week. I didn't find as many that I was in love with. There were some that there were actually a ton that I should have been in love with, right? I mean, if we know how to play teasers where you get these super low totals, you're able to get the things up to eight, eight and a half. I mean, I should have been in love with a whole lot more this week than I was, but I just couldn't get myself to pull the trigger. Okay, so the Eagles are your teaser anchor. You've teased them with both the Niners and the Packers, teasing both the Niners and Packers uh, as long teaser legs up through the three and the seven. Now, your straight bets, I'm loving two of these. We are, we are simpatico on two of these three, beginning with the Baltimore Ravens, which has gone down again, once again, from three to two and a half, even better. Yeah, so I guess something I was trying to look at the injury reports as we were, before we were coming on. I don't know if this is people just preemptively doing something or if news did come through, but the, the two and a halves are getting erased. So if you do want the two and a halves, you need to get on it. It's all flipping to three out there right now in favor of this Ravens team. This is just a, this is just an utter ridiculous. This was a ridiculous line. In my opinion, whenever you look at this, I mean, the Ravens needed a miracle comeback by the dolphins to not win a, a, a convincing win. I might add not just to win a convincing win over one of the hottest teams in the NFL that everyone's talking about this week in the Miami dolphins. And listen, the thing that, got Miami back in that game was the explosive plays. And one of the things we don't have to worry about with the new England Patriots, even if these corners can't go, of course, we're, <laughs> is we're it, monitoring yes, is yes. explosive plays. Yes. Yeah. I'm mean, like, yeah. we're monitoring Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and all those guys. Like we get it, but 
They ain't they ain't Jalen Waddle and they ain't Tyreek Hill on that New England Patriots team. There is none of those guys. They ain't got the dudes, right? There is no explosive plays to be had for this New England Patriots team. And not only that, you got Jacoby Myers, who's the only good receiver that they have, who's been DNP for last Wednesday and Thursday practices. So we'll see what his status is here on Friday. So I mean, it just everything to me points to this Ravens team. I think this thing moved the way that it did, like, you know, back all the way down. Like, I was sitting there looking at this and seeing this got all the way down to two and a half after the Wednesday injury report. But it's kind of like, look, if you've done this long enough, you know, like these Wednesday injury reports really are just giving us an indication of what we need to be looking for on Thursday and Friday. Not necessarily what the status of these dudes really are. Everyone was freaking out. Lamar Jackson was out on the field with a sleeve on his arm on Wednesday. It's not, <laughs> his arm's broken. You know, it's like, like, no, he was back out there practicing like normal on Thursday, you know? And so it's, it's, that was an overreaction to me. I loved the two and a half pounced on it. I think this is a really, really, really egregious move on an injury report that was, again, a Wednesday injury report that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Kelly was well, Kelly was laughing. Why were you laughing back I'm there? Just, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the board. I got, I got, there's a flat two and a half here at the South Point, Matt. You're going to have to move. Get to work early. You got to move, move, yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, I, I loved it. I, I hit it, you know, m- multiple times. And, you know, again, it's just, it's my favorite bet I have in the account this week. All right. You are, you are still in the Bengals camp. You are laying the points here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at this one as, Hey, look, the problem with Cincinnati for the first couple of weeks has been obviously the offensive line and the offensive line, not being able to protect Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, look, let's look at this Joe Burrow through these first couple of games has been sacked 13 different times. You know, fortunately the jets are 30th in pass rush win rate in this game. (laughs) Two of the three most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL are playing in this game. Burrow is actually third at 34 pressures. The number one, most pressured quarterback, Joe Flacco with 40. And so I think if you look at this, it actually really, the thing that would be worried about would be if you're back in the jets in this, that Joe Flacco is going to be pressured and have a ridiculously tough time moving the ball down the field in this game. And guys, look, here's the deal. This was at four and a half. I just played the alt to five and got the plus money on it. And I think this is kind of one of those deals, which I'm sure you guys have talked about tons on your on your show, but I mean, you know, when we get in those numbers that we consider to be dead numbers, the four and a half, the fives, the five and a half, like, you know, it's actually land the number of when the spread has been a four and a half, a five or a five and a half, it is actually landed on either five or six, only 13 times in the last eight seasons. So it's like, so it's, it's one of those deals where it's like, if, if you see that for, and you want to play the favorite, I think that it's always best to just like, play the alt line at a half point higher and get plus money on the bet. Like, I think that's just the best way to go as opposed to really deal with, with, you know, the minus minus one ten. I'll play the five as opposed to the four and a half and get plus one Oh five on those type of bets. I even thought about taking the five and a half, right. And, and just getting, you know, plus plus one twenty ish on a bet like that. So just, you know, something to consider anyway, when we get into that dead zone that we talk about where it never lands on those numbers anyway. So you might as well just all like move to one of the alt lines to get plus money on your bet. That's a great point. All right. You have one more and for God's sakes, make it quick. Cause I have a pro tip to give Matt. You have a, yes, I know. I know. <laughs> a, I know. No, I'm kidding. Pro yeah. tip. <laughs> pro tip. You have a minute. Um, yes. uh, you have a minute. You, you are, you are on the Niners as well. Yeah, I love the Niners in this situation. It seems like we were all right on this because this number has completely flipped. I mean, yeah. I, I I like 
I like this team better with Garoppolo at quarterback. I mean, I understand the upside isn't quite there with what maybe you get from a Trey Lance, but I'll take the baseline. I'll take the floor of a Jimmy Garoppolo. Now it looks like it's trending for George Kittle to be back out on the field. So just another weapon here. And let's be for real. Nathaniel Hackett is probably even lower on my coaching uh, on my coaching power rankings than even Pete Carroll right now. Wow. You guys know how I feel about Pete Carroll. Oh, so, wow. Uh, I, I'm I will take the 40. One. Yes, I'll take the 49ers. I'll take the coaching. I'll take the team. I, I like this 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 spot for them a ton. And the George Kittle point is a great one because uh, that is a huge, huge, needless to say, huge addition potentially for the San Francisco Niners. The the line that I was most incredulous about on guessing lines on Monday morning for sure. Matt Brown, ladies and gentlemen, at Matt Brown pro tip. M2 pro tip coming. Um, Good luck with all your bets, man, and congratulations on the Browns. Appreciate Matt, it. You too. You too. Co-host of Stormy uh, with Stormy Bonatoni on the final countdown right here at Vison.com. You check out the final countdown, uh, Kelly. Every day. Every day. Like those two together, man. Uh, all right. No reason to force a bet pregame. Remember that, especially when dealing with major injury questions like a that of the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Wait for the game to start. See how he looks before betting. You got to know what his status is. That's your pro tip for the hour. Not just Herbert alone, but beyond that. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Good luck for VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 